Um, what are you dressing the pets up this year as? That's are a, you dressing them up? That's a great question. I have not decided yet because, you know, we are a, a peek behind the curtain. We are recording this pretty early. Um, I know what I'm going as and what Grant's going oh, to be. What are you so going as? we're gonna be characters from Twin Peaks. Um, cool. So which ones? Um, Grant is gonna be Big Ed, and I'm gonna be Nadine. Nice. Um, yeah. So I guess in theory, there's plenty of characters we could also make the dogs be to match, but I haven't really. Maybe I'll have them. There's a lot of fun. To, I don't know if you've watched Twin Peaks, but there's a lot of. I've watched the first season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's just a lot of very distinct characters. So it's like, I mean, one of them could be Log Lady. One of them could be a detective. One of yeah. them could just be a sheriff. Um, yeah. So maybe, and that's easy. Some of those are easy. So maybe there'll be something to match. Or that's fun. also, I feel like sometimes I'm just at the store and I go, oh man, but I like this one. It's So we'll see. Um. Yeah. Do you know what you're going as? Um. I think I want to be a dragon. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm just gonna be a dragon. I'm not That's quite awesome. sure how I'm gonna do that yet, but I'm <laughs> gonna just be a dragon. I've decided. Yeah. I love that though. I think that's often like makes for a really fun costume because it's less yeah. matching a thing and more just like, well, how do I feel like interpreting that? Totally. So that's fun. That's what I'm gonna do. I feel like it's all gonna be in the makeup. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we're doing that. Um Percy will not permit me to put a costume on her, but I will try. Oh yeah, you have to. Just for one photo. Yeah. What are you gonna do you know what you're gonna try? No. Yeah. Maybe like <sighs> if I'm gonna be a dragon. Yeah. Be, it'd be really funny just to make her like an egg. Oh yeah, you know? like your dragon egg. That would be really funny. Yeah. I, my first thought was like or, she could be just fire. <laughs> yeah, she could also just be fire. <laughs> she could just run around with like fire attached to her, yeah, like exactly. a red, red and orange and yellow streamers. Yeah. That would yeah. be funny. Um, then there's also a bit of me that's like thinking of all the different dragons and like Shrek, so I can make her donkey. Oh yes, that's quite funny. It's really funny. So. I don't know. I need. I don't know what Mike. Michael doesn't know what he's going as yet. So I need to see what he's going as, and maybe we can figure out some kind of like combination costume. You know. Yeah. I mean, he could be Shrek. <laughs> he could. <laughs> it's so far removed. The idea of we're going as Shrek and a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. That is really far. It's not really a couple. Not costumes. the dragon from Shrek. Just a dragon. <laughs> no. Yeah. Also because like that's Halloween. His week. His birthday. Oh, yeah. Is the weekend before, and then we're going out Halloween weekend for his birthday. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want to be dressed as on your birthday for Halloween? Like, yeah. it's twofold. Like, yeah. it's quite high stakes, you know? Yeah. What would go with a dragon? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could just both be dragons. You ever think about that? We could both just be dragons. That would be cool. Yeah. Um. Part of the reason I wanted to be. Nadine, because I'm specifically being her in the series finale, is because she's just wearing like an 80s pink prom dress and um, has an eye patch. And I was like, that's, nice. that sounds great. That's exactly what I feel like wearing. Cool. Um, Amazing. Yeah. 
It's just occurred to me that Michael has to go as Saint Michael and I'm the dragon that he slays. Oh, that's so funny. Like, yeah, we it's have to really go as good. Saint Michael and the dragon. That's really good. Perfect. <laughs> I half expected you to yell and let him know now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael! For Halloween, I think that you should be Saint Michael because then I'll be the dragon. It says okay. Okay, nice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. And now Thanks. it's, now it's uh, official. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, don't know what Percy will be that will match us. Yeah. That's fine. Also, I still want people to send us animals, their animals and costumes. Please. Because I still want it to Please. be a, a contest. And I do want to try and get a very fun guest judge. I don't want to announce anything because we're going to be out of town. So I can't guarantee anything. But yeah. send them anyway. Because I want to see them. Um, yeah, for sure. I do have my one small pet update, which is that I changed some of Crumb's buttons. <gasps> so he's got some different words now. Okay. I because I there are a couple that he just didn't really use. Mostly he he didn't really use the other animals' names very often because we had Millie, Maud, and Cricket, and it, I could tell he the only time he really ever pressed them was by accident because he'd mm. be like sometimes the the mat that they're on gets moved. And so he'll go and he'll like press mod and I'll be like mod. And he looks around kind of like that. I didn't, I didn't want to say, I don't know why. That's not what I meant. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I feel like I can change those since he's not using them. So we switched them to, so now he has water, play, and the newest one is intruder. Um, And okay to get him to go and press intruder when he hears someone near the door instead of barking that's really smart yeah we're trying it's really funny when we get him to do, like he'll start barking and he'll be like wait crumb come here and we'll like sh- be like over here and then he'll go and press it and it's very funny to say intruder so i hope that works. is so funny <laughs> And it's, we had Grant do it instead of my voice. So I don't know why it's way funnier to me that it's just suddenly a male voice going, intruder. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. Maybe that will help with Simba's barking. Maybe he needs buttons. Maybe give him some buttons. (gasps) That would be so cool. Yeah. I mean, does he, okay, because like, does it seem like he he definitely knows specific words? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You can't yeah. say treat in front of him. Yeah. Or walk. If you say, um, where's grandma? Where's Ella? Where's Saffron? Mm. Saffron's my sister. He like runs to the door or the window and looks for us. Really yeah. cute. That's really so, like, cute. Like he knows. Yeah. Um, specific words for sure. Yeah. yeah. I bet now's probably a good time to try. Yeah, for sure. That would be so cool. Yeah. Because I think for like, I've, I've never thought that they would work for cricket because I'm like, I don't. He just doesn't quite have the language grasp that is required. Like, he does no walk. I have to whisper it. And, like, you know, a few others, but it, it's not the same where, like, Crumb, you can tell, is, like, trying to understand. Mm. Cricket very much is just like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't worry about it, bud. Bless him. This week, as it is close to Halloween here on Comfort Creatures. We stopped doing the thing where we say what the podcast is, but I think it's for the best because this is like episode 62 and hopefully you knew you That's wild. It. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Um, 
in in spirit of Halloween, I wanted to talk about the vampire squid, which is the most Halloweenish cephalopod out there. I'd say. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to talk about um, the creature that inspired sea serpent mythology. That, of course, is not to say that sea serpents and sea dragons don't exist, because no. Yeah. They, if this creature does, they very well could. Mm. But as far mm-hmm. as we know, this is the creature that inspired that. Yeah, great. I love it. Um, let's let's get into it. All right, Ella, are you ready to learn about the vampire squid? I'm so ready. Tell me everything. Great. Okay. So, just visuals alone. This vampire squid. He has he's he gets to about about a foot long. So he's not a huge guy. That's like max length also. So kind of a smallish to medium sized cephalopod. They have this their body varies in color from like jet black to pale reddish. Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of why they're called vampire squid. It's their outfit. Um, no way. Yeah, it looks like so. The way that their 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 skin looks, this kind of webbing, it connects their eight arms, and it is lined with like fleshy spines, basically. Like they have normally, you think of squid and they have the suckers, but these ones sort of had these like kind of weird spines, mm-hmm. and their outer cloak is black basically they, they they refer to it as a cloak because they just have a kind of it looks like if you took the idea of a vampire and made it a squid they just yeah like they look like they're dressed like vampires for halloween <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes they have um <laughs> these like little globular eyes and they're either red or blue depending on lighting which also fits i that's very vampiric um, and yeah, the, the name of the animal was inspired by its dark color and cloak like webbing. It does not feed on blood. It feeds on like, um, detritus and, you know, plankton that floats to the bottom of the ocean. Classic. Um, cool. so the other thing that I really like about them is that they, they live at like super, super, super deep in the ocean. I think that's a part of them is that like they have the ability to survive where most uh, animals in the ocean cannot. Um, and they don't have the ability to ink like some squid do or anything like that when they are um, attacked or un- under threat. Instead, though, the the vampire squid is almost entirely covered in like these light-producing organs called photophores. And so when it's disturbed it like kind of goes inside out, like it curls its arms outward so that the spiny part is showing. Um, and it exposes these spiny projections and sends out a like sticky cloud of bioluminescent mucus. Um, so it just basically though, which sounds kind of gross, but really it just sends out like glowing orbs and like that, like these like crazy bioluminescent orbs and distracts whatever is is attacking it and wow. runs away. <laughs> it like oh. li- literally does that thing where it goes uh and throws, you know, like dust in their eyes and runs away into the dark. Look over there and then it runs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it just sends out. Yeah. And like, it's such a, to me also reads as like a cartoonish vampire thing to do of yeah, like. Absolutely. Yeah. It's sort of the equivalent of like quickly, suddenly turning into a bat and running away. Like it just flees um, in the most like hypnotic way. And it can do that for uh, nearly 10 minutes. It can just like dazzle the predators. Um, and because they are black, they can send those out and then they like undo their little inside out things and just disappear. Um, cool. I, which I absolutely love. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, they can uh, survive in uh, parts of the ocean with the lowest concentration of oxygen. Oh, wow. And so they have really, really slow, like, metabolism. They kind of just, I think for the most part, their life is drifting around and, like, eating little specks of, you know, photoplankton and things like that. Um, it's like a nice existence. Yeah. It has a, a really cool little vampire life. It has two long filaments located between the first two pairs of arms on its dorsal side, which basically what it means is, like, it looks like it has two little um, kind of chunky antennae on its head. Uh, and it, which this distinguishes it from both octopuses and squids and places in its own order, the Vampyromorphida order. And its closest relatives are octopods. It is the only surviving member of its order. So, Whoa. yeah, this is like, it's the only, it's a true original, uh, frankly. <laughs> it's the, the vampire squid is just the only one like it. Everything about it is very strange. It sends out glowing lights and then it disappears. Um, and I really liked them. I just, I think I have an affinity for deep sea creatures in general. I think there's such a, like, mystery. Um, you know, same, I think my first, I love an anglerfish. Anything that has, like, mm, light-producing abilities also. I'm just like, whoa, you, like, I cannot... You know how there are theories that, like, octopus are, like, the closest things to aliens that live here? Yeah. Things like that really, like, confirm that, where it's like, wait, what do you mean you sent out, like, glowing orbs? That's yeah, no, it, it's insane, the idea of a creature producing light like that. Yeah, that's just an alien. Yeah. Um, and here's Agreed. a nice, uh, I feel like normally whenever we talk about an animal, it's like, and they are endangered. These guys are not endangered or threatened species. Um, and mostly because they don't interact with humans at all because they are so far Love down. Love that for them. <laughs> really do, honestly. Like, so yes. glad we haven't bothered them as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it said the only thing that is, like, impacting them that we're doing is uh, microplastics in the ocean. But that's kind of everything. We really shouldn't be putting a bunch of plastic in the ocean. We really, really shouldn't. Yeah, and that's our... I guess what I really loved is that it feels like such a classic... Halloween creature because it sounds scary and then you look and it goes it's like that's just a squid in a costume yeah and I love them for sure <laughs> they're like ready for Halloween the whole year round like they're exactly. always yeah. in fancy dress <laughs> yeah. yeah so good People say not to judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. Which is why here on Just the Zoo of Us, we judge them by so much more. 
We rate animals out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics, taking into consideration each animal's true strengths, like a pigeon's ability to tell a Monet from a Picasso or a polar bear's ability to play basketball. Guest experts like biologists, ecologists, and more join us to share their unique insight into the animal's world. Listen with friends and family of all ages on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. It's the final week of Co-Optober. I'm Richard Roby, producer, and I'm here with... KT Wigman, operations specialist. To cap off National Co-Op Month, we're sharing how worker-owned co-ops can benefit their communities. Read about it in our newsletter or on social media at MaxFunHQ. We're also trying to do our part. We're volunteering at our local food bank this week, and we encourage you to volunteer in your area too. On Friday, we're announcing the donation that you helped raise in the Post-Max Fund Drive sticker sale, going to five food banks across the U.S. And we want to make sure that you know this is your last chance to get our limited edition Launch Crew merch. Grab a pin, hat, shirt, or hoodie before they disappear at the end of the month. Details on merch, resources for volunteering, and all things Co-Optober can be found at MaximumFun.org slash Co-Optober. That's C-O-O-P-T-O-B-E-R. Thank you so much for your support and a great Co-Optober. Tell me about this, this or, sea serpent. The oarfish? Yeah. We are talking about the oarfish. Yes. So I love like sea serpent, sea dragon mythology. I find it really fascinating. And partly because there's always a question of like, what did those sailors that write about seeing sea serpents and sea dragons actually see? Mm-hmm. Obviously, me being me, I'm convinced that sometimes they did actually see a sea dragon. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody takes that view. Yeah. So the prevailing theory is that what they saw were oarfish. So oarfish, I mean, they're very cool looking. Yeah. They've got um quite a snub face, almost like a horse, weirdly. <laughs> um, and then they have like a strip of red um, on its head and top fin all the way down its body. Um, and then its body is long and metallic silver. And it is just like, it's the world's longest bony fish. Yeah. And um, it can grow up to eight meters in length. Um, Whoa, what is that in feet? Um, meters, two feet. Whoa, no. 26 feet. Cool, right. Wow, okay, Really cool. long. That's really long. Yeah, Um. They swim in a kind of vertical or horizontal position and they like undulate their bodies because they don't have any um, fins on their sides. They are just like a long noodle dude. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how else to describe them. Yeah, um, a piece of spaghetti. Yeah, like just long noodle dudes. Um, so they do have um, 400 dorsal fin rays. Um but that's like at the top and uh-huh. it forms that, that's like that red crest at the top. Yeah. Um, They're like a noodle with a mohawk. Exactly. That's exactly what they are. They're a noodle with a mohawk. That's awesome. Um, So they're very cool looking. They have, apparently they do have pectoral fins, but they're really, really small, like quite hard to see. Uh-huh. Um, some oarfish can give off electric shocks. Whoa. When touched. Cool. So that's cool. Their bodies are also scaleless. Um, they they have like a kind of um, skin, but it's like very thin. 
um, and their skin is known as gananine, which is um, a kind of um, mineralized tissue. Cool. So really weird creatures. Not having scales. That's one of those things. Like, I didn't know that was an option for a fish. No, right? Like, I just thought that that was kind of the default in the way that we go. Like, yeah, mammals have skin. Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's why they're, like, not buoyant at all. Like, they don't oh. have swim bladders either. So they stay, which is why they're able to stay so deep in the, in the ocean. Whoa. Um, so they are thought to inhabit the ep- epipelagic and mesopelagic ocean layers. Okay. Which is about 250 meters or 660 feet um, down to as deep as 3,300 feet. So they very rarely come to the surface um, wow. because they're not meant to. <laughs> no. Like they, they are content to be, to be deep in the ocean. Um, they have, oh, so you're going to love this. Um, they also have weird mouths. I say <gasps> you're going to love this because we discussed goblin shark last week yes that that dude's weird mouth freaked you out and these also have weird mouths do they um, yeah they have protrusible oblique mouths mm-hmm. so kind of like um like like a normal goldfish mm-hmm. but bigger and they've got no visible teeth so okay the kind of inverse of the yeah. of the goblin shark almost it, and also i think without teeth it's less do you think is that Maybe. what it is that freaked you out the teeth Maybe. Yeah, I think no you, like you send out this like gummy tooth filled cannon. Yeah. I don't really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then so mythology around them is, is super interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um they are thought to be harbingers of doom <gasps> because um in um Japanese folklore they are thought to be messengers from the sea god's palace. And so when a orfish is seen, it's thought that the orfish is bringing a message um, and that portends an earthquake. And actually, um, a lot of people say that after, so just before the 2011 earthquake and tsunami in Tohoku, which Uh killed over 20,000 people, um, a lot of, there were a lot of orfish sightings, supposedly like six orfish sightings. Whoa. Which is super rare because, like, they're so rarely seen this yeah. close to the surface. So, I don't know why, but like, if 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 there are six orfish, which doesn't ever happen, and then there's an earthquake that kills twenty thousand people, yeah, I would say that they are harbingers of doom. Yeah, it's also like, I guess, interesting because it feels like what do they sense? I wonder what they sense. Totally. That they're totally. like, I better go up. Like what? It- yeah, they can. It's like they can predict deep sea events. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Um. Yeah, I was looking at a photo. There's a photo of like three dudes holding one. Um. Yeah. And they really do like. It's that weird thing where it's like, yeah, I guess this is what sea serpents are based on. A little bit, I'm like, no, this is a sea serpent. This is a sea serpent. I so agree with you. I don't really understand the difference. Like no, especially because. In my mind, I don't know that sea serpents necessarily have any, like, magic powers other than they're just kind of, like, super long fish. Yeah. This is, I so agree. This is it. They're here. Mm. You know, like, what? And also, like, whether it's because they have 
they're particularly affected by deep sea pressure changes. Yeah. Or they can just like sense something like that's a power. I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. That's a magic power. A long deep sea creature that predicts earthquakes and tsunamis is a magic sea serpent in my mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, too. like in contrast with the vampire squid, it feels like, okay, or fish have some like, yeah, deep kind of like knowing power. Whereas I do feel like vampire squid feel like a stage magician. 100%. <laughs> Where you go, 100 so agree. You kind of just do stuff with flashlights, but sure, <laughs> that's magic. <laughs> totally. Um, they're really cool, though. They're really cool, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the oarfish. Fascinating yeah. creatures. Very. This week, in lieu of a Ready Pet Go, um, Pigeon Rose sent in a while back, honestly, but we thought this was the correct episode to share some old woman dog names and witch familiars, basically, that they mm. had come up with. Um, and we thought this this was the right time for them. Absolutely. So Pigeon Rose had an idea for a novel that they haven't written yet. Um, and obviously we're not going to spoil any part of that. But the, the general gist is about witches. Um, and they're attending a school for familiar training, which obviously we love. I think that's such a fun idea. It's um, such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You if have to write that, it. That's pigeons, and we, you have to write it because I want to read also, it. Also, we'll know if you've stolen it because these that's are true. the receipts right here. Yes. So. Um, yeah. But uh, Pigeon Rose sent over uh, some of the familiars in the book uh, just as fun ideas, and we wanted to share them because they're really good. So... We've got a corgi named Nora, a white cat named Romeo, a turtle named Timothy, an ice dragon named Ocean, a raven mine, 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 <laughs> dibs, dibs, a raven named Gus. I'll take that one. Uh, a nightingale <laughs> named Bella, a hedgehog named Ted, and a ball python named Asha. Um, so good, so good. Please write. I just that. love. It's so cool. I also just like a, a white cat named Romeo is so like evocative. Like you can imagine like Romeo being such a player and like flirting yes. with all the other cat familiars. Like it just feels very like so Romeo. I you know? love these. Yeah, it's such a good idea. I'm so I'm, I can't wait to read this book. I... Yeah, please read it. If you need beta readers, let us know. Oh, yeah, that's a really good. Yeah. Yeah, please absolutely. Write it. Um, and thank you for sharing because. Yes. It's really fun. Um. Yeah. What would I your familiar be? I was just thinking, I was just thinking about that. I, I do still, like, I said dibs on a raven named Gus, but I really think a bird, some kind of yeah. bird. I also think, like, obviously an ice dragon would be so cool. Yeah. But if it was, like, me as me now, mm -hmm. yeah, like a magpie or something would just be so handy. Yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it's, like, his dark materials bleeding in too much, but I do just feel like, if it's if I'm gonna be a witch, it's probably gonna be a bird. Like it's gonna be something yeah. that flies. It feels correct. Totally. Although you know, rat. There are some cute rats, but they're just yeah, they're so yeah. handy. The birds. It's just because they can go so far and come back with tidbits of information. Exactly. And I guess there are some little rodents that can like sneak into a place. So there's some use for that. Yeah. Who else? And no, but you know, then I wonder like, maybe it's just like a horse. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, just a companion that can take me around. You think what, about that? what creature would I rely on? 
Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, what's what creature is reliable? Because I totally see like a corgi. That's a reliable dog. Do you that know what I mean? A corgi called Nora, you're, you're going to trust with your business. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So like, I think, yeah, a magpie is a good one. Yeah, that's or, really good. I think I'm going to stick with a fox would be cool too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a fox would be really cool. What would what would your familiar be called? Ooh, okay. If I'm going with a... Okay, say I have... We'll go with Raven. I guess there are two options. Like, do you go with... There's, like, the funny route, obviously, where it's like, oh, you know, this is Peter or whatever, like, human name. Mm. But I feel like I'd want... Uh, a, a name with some respect for my familiar like sure. just personally because I don't want them to feel like they're a joke to me no absolutely and also like you don't want them to feel like they're your pet cause, yes because they're yeah. not yeah yeah, yeah 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 a little bit I'm like I don't know if I can I like do they name do they tell me their name sure that's but, that's really valid yeah what is my mm, what's your do you have one I don't have an answer the thing that immediately sprung to mind was a magpie mm. called Mavis. Ooh, yeah. Because also like old women names, which mm-hmm. we love. Mm-hmm. So like there's just something about that that commands respect. Like a magpie called Mavis who is like quite stern and yeah. she really is like, she just tells me to get my life together, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. she really is like, come on. This is good. Yeah. I Honestly, I could do like, like you said, an older, like a, I actually think I would like a Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy and Mavis. Yeah. Can you just imagine? Yeah. Yeah. They're, so good. They're wise yet youthful. That makes yeah. sense to me. Um, Pigeon Rose, if you if you would like to include Dorothy and Mavis in <laughs> yeah. your novel, go for it. Go for it. We'd be Please. flattered. Oh my God, I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for sending that. And of course, anyone else, send us an, any thought you have. <laughs> Yeah, we just like to hear from you, honestly. <laughs> like, it gives us such joy to know yeah. that you're there. I love it. And we do like reread everything. I'm sorry if we don't always respond, but I love it. So, yeah. Um, obviously, you can email us your things, uh, comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. Join us on Discord. Uh, join us on Instagram. Join us in the astral plane because it's Halloween. Yes. Have a safe Halloween. Send us your, send us your, your you in costumes, your pets in costumes, um, and also any other Halloween animals that you think we should talk about. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween. I've been Alexis B. Preston. I've been Ella McLeod. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.